Last time on Roll Weird. Our heroes arrive at the Tigert Lake Dam, suspected secret hideout of Dale's uncle, Dr. Mask Hall. While Jerry distracts the security outside, the gang delves deep into the bowels of the dam, where they discover a secret hospital, and inside await zombies, mad scientists, and Dale's sister. Head comes first, with this gray and chestnut waterfall of curly hair, these round face and brass glasses hiding fathomless thousand-yard stares. We see Brittany begin to emerge from this symbol on the wall, this circular pattern with strange sigils. Uh, And as we do, we see her emerge and where Dale is very professionally dressed, you know, in his jumpsuit and cap and work attire. She's not. Uh, We see her gray turtleneck sweater, her uh, denim jackets, her denim jeans and her uh, uh, Chuck Taylors as this 27 year old woman emerges from the wall. And we see that one of her hands is holding her other severed hand, her right arm a stump, uh, not bleeding as she comes through. And the hand that she's holding is grayed and wriggling. And as she comes out, the wall behind her stretches to let her go, as, as if she was sealed in some kind of rubber cement for a moment. And as she steps out and her feet hit the concrete and wooden floors, there's this soft echo across the room. And she stands, and the symbol behind her burns away. And with great immediacy, she embraces Dale. But we see that her eyes don't close, her face doesn't change. So those of you who are behind Dale, where she wraps her her arms around his neck, it's this blank look forward, constantly. And her eyes don't shift around the room, either. When she needs to look at something new, she turns her whole head. And she says, I didn't know you were going to be here. I I didn't know you were going to be here. What... What are you doing? It's like old times. It looks like we gotta save Mark again. Britt, what happened to your arm? What do you mean? Oh, and she uh, looks down, and, and she shows you uh, like human teeth marks across the webbing of her hand. I was uh, I was looking for a secret entrance outside. And a number of other places, seeing if Mark was stashed in any tunnels or something. And, uh, there's a, there's like walking hordes of them out there. Are you I got be bit. all right? 
Yeah, I, I was trying not to let the infection spread, so I just took it off. I mean, you seem mighty okay with that. When I can figure out what the cure is for the infection, I'm going to reseal it. And she sets it down on the desk with a computer, and uh, it stands like uh, the thing in the Adams family. <laughs> How many times have you been here? This is my second. It's bad that, in here. Does that make sense with the amount of runes we've seen? Uh, I, I would say so. I think it's kind of hard to tell. She's pretty okay. inscrutable in a lot of ways. Well, did did Dad tell you to come here? Yeah. How did you find out about this place? Elvira told me to come here. Huh. But Madam Templeton didn't tell me anything about our dad saying anything. Well, do you know anything? Or did they just send you in blind? They've been sending me in blind a lot lately. Same here. This is like the most her face moves where it begins to like curl into a frown, but only slightly. I feel like they did the same to Mark. That's how he ended up the way he is. No one's telling us anything. Yeah. Britt, it is amazing to see you again. Um, Likewise, I am overjoyed. Her face doesn't move. I think we should go find Mark. Make this a full reunion. Yeah, I, I certainly agree. <sighs> oh, um, hmm? this is everyone. Everyone. This is my sister, Britt. Hi, I'm everyone. Haha. <laughs> Again, no expression. Uh, she walks over to you and fully invades your personal space, examining your eye. But again, when she looks at you, it's not like her two eyes focus in the middle to look at your eye. It's like her right eye is looking into your dead eye, and her left eye is looking past you. Uh, and I'll and I'll actually, I'm Lucas, and actively taking like steps back. Hmm. Hi, Lucas. Um, Danny is going to kind of ignore the introduction and try and contact, um, oh my God, who is my sweet good boy? Jerry. Jerry? Yeah. Your phone at present can't send any signals. Some pretty powerful magic was just done in the area. Ah, uh, God damn it. We're actually following that rule. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll I'll try every couple minutes to try and get a hold of Jerry. Uh, when I realize it's not working, though, I'll, I'll look over and go, "Oh, hey, wow, that's like pretty fucking hardcore. Like, how's it the pain? Hmm? Oh, immeasurable. Uh, like 
look, like you're not a cop, right? Or whatever. I know For you're like a magic time, she, cop. She smiles slightly. No. It, I'm Grave Watch. I got some gummies. It might help take the edge off. No, I, I, I need to focus. Okie dokie. I think that uh, in Dale's ear, like in his little earbud, uh, he hears Whistler. Ah, you haven't talked about Brit that much, but she always like this? Usually, yeah. Does Whistler say anything to Brit? I think that Whistler is in the phone right now. Super fair. Just because. Yeah. Does Dale say usually yeah out loud? I assume so. Yeah, I think he turns to the side a little bit, but for sure. Brittany uh, approaches you and looks at your ear for like too long. You can just say that you have a person in a van the old standby the old trick what's going on Brit nothing shall we these sprinklers have anything to do with you or is that downstairs oh I I know they do it regularly I don't I suspect my interference caused a little bit of it, Shaw. Hmm. Oh, actually, I I have, like, a question for, like, everyone, if that's kind of cool before we, like, move forward and all. Yeah. Um, like, hey, uh, ooh, since we're, like, cutting off our own hands and junk now, and, like, I feel like things have kind of escalated from the sort of, uh, kind of quirky adventures that y'all kind of normally go on. Um, what do we do if, like, I don't know, like, people try and stop us? Like, I got a knife on me, but, like, I've never stabbed a person before, and it seems like there's, like, a lot of people working upstairs, and, like, I don't know if I could really, like, sleep at night if I had to stab another human being. Mm-hmm. Would it be easier if you shot them? And I reached to hand them a gun. No! 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 And it's a little (laughs) fucked up that you asked that. I just don't want to know where our moral line is. And if we're cutting off our own hands and stuff. Like, I don't want to have to do that. But I don't want to stab anyone. And I don't want to... For the record, I don't want to shoot or flamethrower anyone either far as I'm concerned, you do what you gotta do to survive, but I would appreciate if we could mitigate human casualties. At the end of the day, these are our grave watch brothers and sisters and, you know, fellows, so I'd like to believe at least some of them ain't too far gone that we could help them if we give them the right chance, but end of the day, if it comes down to you or them, I ain't gonna judge you for doing what you have to do. Okay, so we are pro-stabbing 
your coworkers. I I believe the plan is to avoid it unless it's you or them. I think we all know that it's us or them. We got a bitch cutting off her arm. Well, if they don't see us. Yeah, or, you know, if there's a play to be made by getting yourself caught. Like, if it's not them going to shoot you to death, if they're going to take you to some, you know, facilities, other, you know, if they're going to take you to, I don't know, it ain't always going to be as cut and dry as us or them. It might be for a lot of this, but, you know, do what you can. If you wound them enough, then someone else has to take care of them, and then you take two people out of the fight. This isn't the goddamn Civil War. That was a common uh, tactic in the Civil War. If, like, she wounds, then they gotta go a uh, stretcher. Danny doesn't know this. Andy knows this. Sorry. <laughs> Danny has not watched the amount of Civil War documentaries yeah. that I grew up watching in my Republican household. I mean, I, I think you'd be surprised how little our tactics have changed since then. But And as far as we can tell, uh, I don't mean to air your family business, uh, Dale, but uh, it does kind of feel like it's some sort of civil war going on. Sure does, doesn't it? Well... One way or another, as far as I can tell, it's mostly uh, monsters here on out, but I'm sure there's some folk tending to them. Yeah. Uh, I'll tap into that earpiece and be like, hey, uh, you, you, you seen any kind of camera sources or anything on that computer? Or like any way to get us an eye inside at all? Are there any security cameras? If there are, they're not connected to this room. Okay. Yeah. Uh, none that I can get to from here. I think we just have to press forward. Alright, y'all ready for that? What do y'all do? Uh, Quincy takes an edible. Quincy? Alright. Oh shit, fuck me. Sideways. Danny. <laughs> Quincy's not here. The uh, real second twist. <laughs> <laughs> Danny takes off their mask. <laughs> uh, Danny takes an edible. Dale can take point. I think we should move slowly and with caution. Uh, let's check out this first hallway, uh, see which directions there are to move, and... Look, if we get caught down here, I don't think there's any amount of shooting our way out of it. Uh, we'll see what we can do. We pulled worse off. Huh? If things uh, go really sideways, I can save one of you. I'll leave it to Dale to make that call. Do, do, I, do I do I gotta make it right now, or can I? No. Oh, yeah, thanks. I really would appreciate being able to belay that to a later time. That's what I... Can we assume that uh, Brick can portal one person away? Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. So you get one person out of jail free if, uh, if it comes to it. And she's not dead. 
I choose Gary. Jerry Garbo. <laughs> Total party wipe, except Jerry comes back. Uh, Save our boy. Garbo all, heads. All of the players just manipulate a different part of Jerry's body. <laughs> like Voltron. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, you guys approach the first uh, door again, and uh, you, when you open it, uh, who, who's, I assume Dale is leading, right? Yeah, I figure. The sprinklers have gone off. The lights flicker again. We are met again with this pale hospital floor with these... Uh, large windows peeking into people strapped into body bags that still move, but only slightly. No faces visible. They're belted in to their hospital beds. The tile floors are marred by what appear to be these giant cracks and uh, uh, even the walls have been have been clawed down and resealed and clawed down and resealed. Uh, after their most recent attempt at escape, they haven't done an, too much to repair this place quite yet. You can look down uh, quite far as these fluorescent lights show you three paths after an intersection. But you're a little ways away from said intersection. You know someone is here because you heard their footsteps before. But where they are, you don't know. Can I expend one of my hold from Connect the Dots? Mm. Yeah. Uh, when will the next... Uh, it says when and where will the next critical event occur? <laughs> As we're staring down three different hallways, trying to decide where to go. <laughs> I like that. Okay, sure. Uh, I think your instincts uh, uh, speak to you differently. Uh, there are... Uh, you can see the e extraordinary damage heading down the, the leftward hallway. And there is some heading down the right. But the middle one is nearly pristine. And that strikes you as strange enough to imply that they're probably protecting something and don't wouldn't let uh, uh, the Grafton monster get near it. Which implies that maybe it's the most critical thing to check out. I think uh, I relay that hunch to the team. You want me... Do you want me to try to... Uh take a peek down the hallway from here. What does that mean? Uh, Lucas takes out their uh, phone and uh, and I'm going to try to use magic to view a, another place or time, specifically another place yeah, like down seems the hall. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, Lucas takes out their phone and flips it over to the side with the camera. And around the camera, they take a small pin and start uh, engraving some sigils on it. And the camera just kind of pops out of the phone like a little box. 
and the box grows tiny little drone propellers and starts flying down the hallway. And let me roll for that to see if it goes terribly. It's uh, 11. Okay. Uh, it does what it sets out to do. Uh, you may observe this. Uh, I'm assuming you're going for like the intersection, right? Yeah, I'm scouting ahead to make sure nothing's going to pop out on us. Uh, yeah. Uh, when you uh, uh, move this thing forward, uh, you can see in the intersection three distinct hallways. The one that is uh, the most messed up leads to, it's a short hallway, a, a room with an overhead. You've seen hospital wings. Uh, in the letters, it says the morgue. The room that's the second most messed up. This is much further down. You can see that there are like uh, uh, people like actually walking through, or there at least at least at least one right now going from the room to room, uh, like in hospitals when you do rounds. Down the end of that hallway, it says security, and through the middle which is largely untouched. There are no extraneous rooms down here. It's just a singular hallway, no windows. It says radiology. All right, so One Direction, really messed up. Doesn't look like anybody's there. Uh, Heading towards the morgue. Uh, Heading another direction towards security, we got one person that we need to worry about. Uh, It seems they're checking room to room, so maybe we can time our movements. Uh, And then, uh, Whistler, I believe you're the one that said that we should head straight towards the non-damaged area. Uh, It definitely just feels the most suspicious, like... They're trying to keep something safe or hidden down there. Uh, All right. Mrs. Dale's sister, uh, Hmm. you've you've broken Mr. Dale's brother out a couple times already, but gotten stopped. Like where what should we expect? This is as far as I've gotten. I interrupted in the middle of Mark's. Well, one of his attempts to get out, because he's always trying to get out. I was just able to get him outside one time. Did did you notice any security that we haven't noticed yet, or any clues, or any... Romeo investigated mystery. Okay, I, I see you. Oof, seven. Hold one. I'm going to go with what is being concealed here. What's something that is hidden from us that maybe Brittany's seen? The most basic answer I can give you, less that I've seen it and more that I know it, is that everyone is everything. So whatever you think you're going to get up on someone, you probably cannot. And Brittany just sort of talks like that. Wait. And you piece together what Brittany means is Hive that... mind? Uh, no. Every oh. single uh, uh, staff member here is trained in combat, medicine, uh, like at, like monster capture in general, because they're all Gravewatch. So it's not like anyone's uh, like a rube that you can like put one over on. Okay. 
Um, this isn't like a simple like, oh, I throw you know a little sound in here. Someone's going to check it out. Someone's going to treat it in a military fashion. You, if you're going to trick someone, it needs to be extremely clever. This is starting to feel like that one time I broke into Santa's workshop. Okay. <laughs> Accepts that information. Yeah, did you glean anything from that experience or just sort of putting it in for color? Uh, dude, mostly that just like a highly trained and committed staff is very difficult to deal with. I can get with that. All right. So radiology it is, I guess. Okay. How do you get past the one person that's working in this wing of the building? Obviously, it's not the same hallway, but they're going to notice five yahoos cutting through here for sure. Hmm. I, I assume, Dale, you know how to incapacitate people without fully killing them. In lore, yes. Mechanically, it's a bit fuzzy. Hmm. Does anyone have, like, marbles? I I think we were just told that these are, like, professional military people, so probably not likely to get got by the Kevin McAllister type of scheme. Or is that exactly what they'll never <laughs> expect? <laughs> Whistler knows what I'm about. We bring uh, a sort of kindergarten craft section to this that they will never see coming. I'm happy to take, uh, you know, uh, follow the lead of the two Gravewatch people here. <laughs> you have all the same training they do. Uh, well, uh, Brittany, like, kind of hems and haws her head. Yeah. You can visibly, that's not true. So... Even with these being somewhat sciencey folk, I figure one of the things Gravewatch is one of the least prepared to handle is technology. So, Whistler, if you hop in something, start making some machines go haywire. I'm reckoning that's something that they're not going to think of as a sabotage, but rather something they're going to be thinking more to preserve their experiment, if that makes sense. You know. Anything that they could see as a person, I think, is just going to be threat level. But if it's machines, I think they'll be thinking something else. Uh, are there any so air ducts and vents around, too? Ah, fuck. I can't believe I keep forgetting to do air duct shit. Uh, uh, Danny Morris, roll me uh, read a bad situation. Sorry for cutting you off there, Anna. No, you're good. Um, is that cool or is that sharp? That's sharp. Although, for Ooh. some people, it's cool because the professional has a thing that lets you use that. That's a 14. <laughs> Lovely. Hole three. Uh, I think What's it's been a while since. In? Yeah. Uh, certainly not the vents. They're pretty small. <laughs> I'm very, very sorry. Uh, so, one, uh, uh, Dale has the right of it. Like, the people are here spending a fuck ton of money on these experiments. Doing anything to mess with them would cause them to, like, make, have to, like, make certain, like, unstrategic decisions. Uh, what's most vulnerable to me? 
each of the uh, like body bag, uh, like I'm gonna say victims because that's what they are, uh, has a heart monitor attached that constantly dips between nothing and like two beats a minute. They're expecting something to change eventually, for sure. Otherwise, they wouldn't need that. So if you do something with that, that would certainly catch their attention. Um, I guess last question. Uh, any dangers we haven't noticed? Yeah. It isn't until you start to cross the threshold that your shoe hears like a metal clink where your foot hits the doorway. And you look to the side and you pick up on with some miraculous perception here that there is like a metal slide in each door. You can quickly assume that probably every door has a what is effectively a blast door that could be sealed and lock you wherever you are if things go sour. Or in case any Jedi show up. Or, yeah, in case any Jedi can show up. It'll slow them down by, like, a handful of minutes. Yeah. Uh, I point all of that out to everyone uh, in a really confusing, kind of weed-muddled way. Using the, <laughs> the Jedi analogy, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. The droid to curse, yep. Okay, well, if someone can get the phone or some electronic close enough to one of those heart monitors... I can cause a distraction. Now, do you want the distraction... How do I say this? Do you just want them to be distracted so that we can rush the door? Or do you want them to be distracted so then you can, I don't know, incapacitate them? I think at this point, the less people and less evidence we leave of us being here, the better. If we leave a body somewhere someone can find, that to me seems like a more, more of a liability than someone... Behind us. Yeah, we could knock him out and drag him along with us. Um, not quite what I was getting at. That feels like that would be a hindrance to us and like really putting (laughs) their life. Sort of like a weekend at Bernie situation. Yeah, no, I don't think it's a good idea to knock out and carry every guard we run into. Well, okay, so the real question is, who's gonna huck this Nokia at one of these body bags? Is there, a, is there like, an outlet or something we could try to get the phone to that Whistler might be able to, like, jump from one to the next with? Um... I think the only thing that is uh, uh, visible, because this, they're trying not to have a bunch of like open like access channels here, is that there is like one of those standing monitors that needs to be plugged in a little ways down the hallway. So it would require a little discretion, but it might get moved into a place where you could easily access the other monitors. Can, can I see the weight and balance of that Nokia? I mean, that was certainly just a jape. This is actually a grave watch cell phone. I'm just sort of not over uh, I mean, the death of the Nokia, it, if that makes any sense. It was a, I, it was I, really I, either way, can I, can, I, can I see it? 
Sure. Oh, yeah, this is about the, uh, the balance of, uh, my crystal gem. That's, that's my favorite vape. I've been in competitive vape tricks for a while now. I think I could probably huck this over. Competitive vape tricks like throwing the vape, not like blowing. You kind of like toss it up, and then you do you do some smoke rings. It's kind of like interpretive dance yeah. vaping. Oh, sorry. Pause the mystery. Let's <laughs> let's figure a little on this. this. Where where do you even go for those kind of competitions? Oh, I have like a whole character. She's like a drag queen named Moth Ma'am. And it's I assume kind of you've like walked a, back into the previous room to have this <laughs> conversation. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like interpretive dance meets vape meets burlesque, you know? I, I got a bronze in my last competition. Who gives out prizes for this? You'll understand when you're older, young Lucas. It's it's a subterranean lair underneath a Spencer's <laughs> gift. We have to address this. <laughs> we uh, we must under pressure. get into the store. Okay, so you are going to throw the phone. All right, I love it. <laughs> sure. Uh, the thing, the trick, really is uh, landing it in a such a way that it doesn't make a massive clattering noise. Yeah, I got you. Soft hands. You know that there has to be a receiving end of the impact, right? Not <laughs> just your... Baby. <laughs> That's double sixes. I get to use my sharp instead of my cool, because I'm Danny Morris. Uh, that's a 15. I think there's a pillow on the bed that this, the standing monitor is next to, that it just... That lands on, and we see down the hall. Uh, the person isn't dressed like a doctor, by the way. They are dressed in the same way that every Grave Watch member is, with the blue jumpsuit, the, the cap. Uh, look up from their clipboard for a second, and go back to work. Danny does a spin and is about to like power stand like Sailor Moon and yell out. And I think like Lucas and Dale both like grab their mouth and cover it real quick. <laughs> I'm still entranced by the image of someone chucking their vape. Anyway. <laughs> I could have sw- sworn you were going to talk about, I don't know, frisbee golf. I thought it was going to be hockey sack. Yeah, anyway. I oh, like hockey sack would have been smart. <laughs> nope. Uh, that would have been good. Excuse me, it's called disc golf. Boo. <laughs> I say that having a friend who does disc golf. Uh, all, all the lesbians I know are getting really into pickleball. I don't know what the fuck pickleball is, but oh, I, I love pickleball. Oh, that makes sense. You do have the personality of like a forty-year-old lesbian. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the phone lands in the bed. I go into the monitor. <laughs> the uh, the st- the Grave Watch staff member uh, eventually brings that uh, uh, standing monitor into one of the rooms, right, next to one of the the bodies, which gives a little, like, when there is a person near it, shudder. There's no face. I mean, the face is covered, right? It's in this black sealed bag, but it can feel the presence of a living person nearby and shudders towards it. And you can tell that the Gravewatch personnel instinctively uh, uh, jumps a little bit themselves as they uh, uh, put a stethoscope on the... uh, the victim and start performing small like vitals tests but never open the bag are all of the body bags 
like electrically connected. They're not like battery powered, right? No, certainly not. Okay. Is there, there a way? There is, there's like a, uh, you know, like the, the things that they put on like their thumbs and they're attached to the various devices. I think through the outlet, I, I'd want Whistler to jump into a body bag that's sort of like across the room from where the Gravewatch personnel is now. And to make that body bag uh, have like a racing heartbeat to sort of distract them away from what they're doing. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me manipulate a person. Ooh, fun. Would they add a plus one? Because they did ask me what the best course of action is, and they are following it. Uh, sure. They would also add a plus one from the read about situation provided earlier by Danny. So add plus, two. Plus two. Okay. And I mark experience. Hell yeah. That's All huge. Right. So I've rolled an eight. I have a minus one charm. That's a seven. Mm. That's, a, that's a nine. That's a nine. They won't respond unless you can do something to prove that you mean it. Uh, (laughs) That something is wrong with the body. So... Something's wrong with the body. (laughs) I don't think that I can possess uh, bodies, just the electronics, but it would be great if I could find a way to wiggle the body around. You could always overheat the heart monitor, have it start catching fire and sparking. I was gonna say set a fire something to a trash can, but this is I this would like more I would like to do that during our our large stealth mission. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say you could make noise as yourself under the illusion that it is making speech or something. Yeah, that's also fair. Uh, I mean, you are an actor. I, would that count as doing something though, or is that does that I count as say saying so. something? Okay. You're not you're not making more points, which is yeah. the thing that you'd want to avoid, okay. uh, or that wouldn't count. But I would call screaming an action rather than, you know. I think I want to do like zombie groans in the, the body. Bag. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll totally give that to you. Uh, the the personnel uh, immediately switches rooms uh, to go into the room that you are in, and uh, starts investigating the the body and like. We see them unzip the head, and we, the audience, see, uh, and only Whistler sees, the most sunken, waterlogged face. Their skin is grayed and puffy, and it looks like parts of it are sloughing off, and their eyes have recessed deep into their own head. And we, the uh, personnel opens their mouth, waiting for, with a depressor, not with their hand. Uh, waiting for something to come out, and nothing does, but they are like watching intently, expecting something to change. So their focus is very narrowly here right now. Whistler, how do you get out of here? Yeah, I've been trying to figure out our exit strategy here, but... Well, I mean, I like the idea of just like leading the personnel from body bag to body bag while these guys sneak by uh... How I get out is trickier, but I assumed I could just follow some certain lines of electronics. Though I suppose the phone is now just left behind, which is great. Well, uh, it's, it's on a pillow in a room that the guy left, right? So one of you just no, has to snatch it. Right? If, if you, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, if, I can switch it out with my vape. Or we could switch it out with nothing and just take it. 
This is not an even trade situation. There's no giant boulder that will roll on us. That makes sense. Brittany has taken a step back <laughs> and with her, like, where her, her right hand, which is her dominant hand, which is missing, uh, is, like, to her chin. To, uh, looking at Danny like, hmm, this is maybe not the move. <laughs> I am going to take a rip on my vape uh, as we go down the hallway. Uh, you guys can pass through to the radi- radiology wing. Whistler, how do you get out of there? Is it possible to to jump into something that they're wearing? Certainly. Like a watch, and then when they get closer to something else, like basically just trying to find little pathways of gadgets. Like and bide think, your time. Yeah, and then I think the trick is just doing it stealthily enough. Certainly. Okay. So you're gonna you're gonna get to the department a little bit behind everybody. That's okay. Okay. The other four of you, including Brittany, uh, sneak on by and into the radiology department. When you enter, we see what looks like a, a sort of like surgery theater like they used to do in the old timey days. And they might still do now. I don't actually know. But where uh, learning students would sit and watch an operation happen. But instead... There is one machine that looks quite like an MRI machine. You, you know the tube. But it has a glass overhang over top of it. Uh, so it's quite see-through. And it's much larger than what would be fit for a normal human. And we see within it, uh, the first thing that draws our attention is that the whole place is mostly dark, save for a faint green glow, which illuminates... The fur of our good friend Bigfoot, who is bound and gagged to the table and shifts back and forth, but is unable to escape. I fucking knew it! I fucking knew it! Where they may radio.